more Bulls Beat Now. Once again, here's Derek Sharp. So back on Friday night in Austin, Texas, as we set up for you on last Friday's show, the last event of the season when it comes to USF. And man, did it work out as Romaine Beckford coming off, first of all, a couple years ago, the National Junior College Champion in Outdoor High Jump. Last year at the National Outdoor Meet, he finished 13th, so not his best performance. But this past, well, just a few months ago, he won the Indoor National Title. And could you possibly follow that up? The answer was yes, clearing a height of 2.27 meters, that's 7 feet 5 and a quarter inches, only Vernon Turner, the guy that we pointed out would be his main competition, also cleared that height. Roberto Vilches of Missouri was also in the running. Those were your three, and Vilches did not hit the 227 height. Turner went first at that quote-unquote winning height, got it on his first jump, so it became pretty important for Beckford to get it on his first jump. Why? Because at the previous lower height, 224, it had taken Turner three jumps and Beckford two to clear it. So if you get to the final height in track and field and nobody gets it, you get as many as three attempts. It goes back to who is essentially most expedient at the last height where there was basically a difference. That's why, and I love this natural audio, this was Beckford's jump again after Turner had cleared on his first try at 227. Beckford basically knew the next height was probably going to be too much for both jumpers, that if he could get it on try one, he was going to be the national champion. And again, the next height was one that neither had cleared, so Romaine knew it then. It's among the things we talked to him about. You hear another voice occasionally asking questions here. It is Kevin Lewis, who does a great job covering USF sports, among others, for ABC 28. We were in the offices, by the way, of Michael Kelly, who put out a nice photo of himself with the national champion, Romaine Beckford, the Jamaican kid making USF very, very proud. I think um, with my reaction and everything after I cleared the bar and... After I noticed that I won, it just says says everything about um, the victory and how it meant to me. You know, you mentioned the reaction. You can fail at the, the final height, but you know you've already got it. When did you think you had it? Going to 2.30, I wasn't doubting my competitor. But after he um, was out, right. then I knew I had the upper hand because I cleared the bar before him. So on count back, I knew I won. And the pressure was off, but I still wanted to get the 230 because that would have got me closer to qualify for Worlds. Hmm. So after not getting the height, then after that's when I started celebrating. Uh, you know, a lot of sports, well, most sports, it's it's a game. It's like team against team. Yeah. At, at that point, I'm sure it's you against Vernon, but how much of it is actual competition and how much of it is you just going for yourself in that situation? I think I don't really look at it as me versus a person. I look at it um, just having fun and compete to the best of my ability and just to make sure I finish on top. So it's not really like, I'm, hey, I'm just going out there to beat you, but I'm just going out there to beat myself and make sure I finish on top. How much pride do you take in staying consistent? Consistency is one of the, the things that I work on this year a lot. And some of the times I always want to be consistent around 7-3 there about. But this year I noticed myself being consistently over 7-1. So next year, looking forward, hopefully I can like top it up more. But consistency is one of the the main thing you want to focus on, especially doing like sports or even field events. 
So you won the indoor. Most people would think, you know, not not competing, that, hey, he won indoor. Whatever happens at outdoor is fine. But was there a, an intense desire to also win? Yeah, it was always there because I never dumped myself. I never put a limit on what I can actually do. So at first I wrote down some goals before this season even started. I wanted to finish in the top five for indoor, in the top three for outdoor. So I always just kind of keep it there and just go out there and not really just put myself say, hey, I just want to finish in the top three or top five. I just always want to go out there and compete to the best of my ability and finish wherever I finish. You know, you're used to succeeding, but the the last jump you did clear, it, your reaction seemed like it was maybe a little bit more emotional. Could you take us through that if you can? Yeah, so um, I think all season I've been trying to get the school record, the outdoor one. I've been trying to get it from last year. Um, I had uh, like four shots at it this year and never got it so getting that one at on my first attempt it was just like unbelievable at the time and I really didn't know how I was going to react I think for most of my jumps it's not like I plan my reaction it just it just happens right after so it's a heart wound that I got it at the end of the season at the right time a glimpse of your next couple months I know you're busy with qualifying Jamaica just kind of take us through what your training schedule travel schedule is going to be like so I think um, for summer, I'm going to be very busy. Um, hopefully, I'm just trying to stay healthy, um, um, stay focused. Um, coming off this win, hopefully it push me and motivate me to do good at the uh, national trials back home. I got that in July. It's like in my birthday week, so hopefully it goes good for my birthday present. And then after that, I'm looking to represent my country in the U23 NACA Games in Costa Rica. And uh, God's will, I'm trying to make um, world championships. Last year at outdoor I think you were 13th was there a, a big change physically I think you talked about that before that, that set you up for a better performance this time yeah so this year I changed a lot of things um last year I took it as an experience this year I just um work on the experience that I got last year it's just I know there's been a lot of them probably but give me like the reaction from other people the responses you've gotten from USF and outside Jamaica as far as you're winning so I got a lot. Um, I've always been having people um, always supporting me and stuff, but I think um, it hasn't been a lot of people that know me and winning indoor and outdoor. I keep on getting more fans, more people that support me, more people that look up to me and what I do. And it just, winning is one, but when you see that you have a lot of people around you that looks up to you and appreciate what you're doing without even knowing you like that, it just gives me a different feeling inside and it just pushed me more to to do better to do accomplish bigger stuff so I can get that same reaction over and over again because it's just a reaction I think everyone would want to feel as an athlete. When you went back to your phone for the first time how many like texts and stuff were on there? <laughs> I, I can't really count. Instagram was one of the biggest one um, I think Snapchat Facebook. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of mention people watching me posting it it's, it was a lot and then I don't really use Twitter but I just started looking at Twitter. Twitter was blowing up too, so it's it's pretty good. You got the um, the media fame and everything. So I think just doing good as an athlete to really um, pays off. Well, you deserve it. Thanks. Thank you. He mentioned Twitter. If you want to see the actual video that corresponds with the audio you heard of that jump, of course I put that out on my page at Derek Sharp. Also had a chance to talk to Don Marsh and Eric Jenkins. We'll go in that order. Marsh has a pretty good appreciation of the historical nature of what happened as he has been with the USF program for more than two decades, was the only coach retained 
when Eric Jenkins took over as head coach a few years back. So assistant Marsh, head man Eric Jenkins as we wrap up Bulls beat. You know, it's uh, very difficult to win a national championship. As, as uh, well, you know, I mean, we, that's our first one indoors. And now uh, this is our first one outdoors as far as a field event. Uh, John Dennis won in 92 and 93 in a 5,000, but this is the first one uh, in an individual event, especially in a field event. So Romaine's had, uh, I was just thinking about today, uh, every meet this year, indoor and outdoor, he's been over seven feet. So probably the best thing about Romaine is consistency. He's such a consistent performer. Every time out there, you can guarantee he's going to be over seven feet. Uh, if, he's on, if he's really on that day, he's going to be shooting for school records or whatever. It's, it's just been his M.O. And he's always pretty much dialed into what's going on uh, mentally and physically. He knows how to prepare himself, and it just shows up in big competitions, which you know, a lot of these athletes kind of fail because they can't handle the pressure. He loves pressure. He is much better if there's other outstanding jumpers in there than if he's the only good guy there. He does not relish that at all. He relishes being out there with the best. So it's, he's always on. He's always ready to go. What sort of coaching do you do, do, you do at that level? Because obviously you've had all these practices, all these trainings. At the actual final event, what do you have to do? He, he, well, at the final event, not a great deal. I mean, it's pretty much uh, two days before we really didn't do anything. Uh, we, when we got to Texas, we had one practice day. It wasn't a very good practice day. So I knew how Romain was going to be. He wanted to be out there the next day. So we go back out there the next day, and he was dialed in. So he took very few jumps that day. I knew he was going to be fine then. Uh, as far as practice before that, a week before that, I knew he was going to jump really well. Uh, we use a kind of a ramp that we jump on sometimes for practice, and he jumped 541 off that. That's almost eight feet. So uh, with a little bit of help and the way he jumped that day, I knew he was going to be good. I knew he was going to be dialed in. That Monday when we showed up, I was a little iffy. But we came back the next day, and he looked like his normal self. So I knew he'd be fine in competition. Uh, well, there are coaches who coach a long time who never get a national champion. So uh, I'm very, very thankful to say that I've had two now in my career. Uh, and in the same calendar year, that, that's, that's, that's pretty special. So we're excited uh, about the possibilities of where we're going as a program. But we're over the moon excited for Romain and his uh, major accomplishment of being a two-time national champion. Just winning one, I mean, is for any college, I mean, the smallest percentage. But then to duplicate the indoor and then take it outdoor, I mean, what about him makes him capable of doing that? Well, he worked hard at it. Um, you know, he came in t almost two years ago now, uh, and, you know, he trained very hard. He lifted heavy. Our strength and conditioning coach did a good job with him. He ran hard in the fall. He kept running throughout the uh, spring uh he actually trained with the sprinters on a lot of days so uh he, he put together a complete uh package in order to give him an opportunity to be successful at the highest level of our sport could you speak more about that like people would not assume that a high jumper would be involved in the sprinting how was that a decision on your part how that got in our program they're going to run our jumpers run here and so uh we've been able to have success because they are fit and one thing we constantly preach to our athletes is you got to be ready to do it over and over again. And so that's why he runs. So he committed to it. He worked hard at it. And uh, to see him out there running with the sprinters and other jumpers, um, that's just a testament to uh, his fortitude and what he wants to do at a high level. One thing Coach Mark mentioned was how he does not shrink from the big stage. So no. this was the biggest stage. Mm -hmm. I mean, even at that, you might have sensed, okay, maybe this is too much, but no. 
No, not for him. He's one of those guys who knew early on he likes the bright lights. Um, you know, he is a guy, the, the more the crowd gets into it, the more he really gets up for it, and he has yet to shy away from that type of competition yet. So his first year he came in, uh, he, what, you know, went to two NCAs um, and didn't quite have the results he wanted, and we talked about, hey, you just got to keep working at it. And he had a good summer, he had a very good fall, and then this year he came in, he came in determined, he was fit, uh, and he did the little things off the track as well, you know, he cleaned up his diet, uh, he was a guy that, you know, watched a lot of film, uh, mm -hmm. so that's what you want to have so he knows he's prepared going into those type of events and um, for him the bigger the event the more excited he got and you know indoors he bumped into a lot of the top 10 guys throughout the country um, on a pretty regular basis and outdoors we saw him on a couple of different occasions as well and so as a matter of fact every meet he went to he probably faced one of the top 10 guys in this particular event group and uh, at Mount Sac some of the best in the world so um, you know he's, he's been prepared for that moment and he's certainly taken advantage of it. When you mentioned watching film, usually it equates to the other team, but I'm guessing he was watching his own tape. Would speak more about that? Well, he needs to know what he's doing as far as his approach, uh, takeoff, you know, in-flight mechanics, over the bar. So he needs to know what's going on, and he is really a student of that. Uh, and so he and Coach Marsh and Coach Dickinson, uh, they've taken a lot of time to make sure he understood what was going on. But more importantly, he really is committed to his craft. And then outside of him and this great accomplishment, what could it mean to your program in general? Well, it just generally says if you want to come to South Florida, you can be a national champion if you put the work in. It's all about opportunity. We'll certainly create people an opportunity here at the University of South Florida. You get a great education in a great city, so why not come to USF and compete at the highest level of track and field? Well, uh, be honest, uh, what were the nerves like? Uh, my process is execute. Execute your training. We knew he was prepared. Um, so I, I, I know Coach Marsh and I talked about Monday's practice when we got out to uh, Texas. It was a little rocky, one quite hitting his checks. Uh, so uh, he and I were on the ride back, and we kind of talked about what are the things he needs to work on. And, you know, I said, so let's go and do it the next day. And, um, you know, he was able to clean those things up. He felt confident, and uh, he did his job. The bottom line, he did his job. He executed his training. And uh, as a coach, you are, are a fan at that moment as well. But you also have to stay locked in and make sure he's doing what he's supposed to do. But uh, I, I certainly enjoy the fandom in, in that side of it. I want to thank all of those guys for joining us just a few days ago. And again, more interviews to come with all the sports that we can think of here. As the sports continue to grow with lacrosse and beach volleyball, we love covering them all for you right here on Bulls Beat. Women's soccer head coach Denise Shelty-Brown among our guests on Friday's program. Remember, during the summer, the best of the past year during each afternoon, sometimes mornings when there's no Bulls Beat, a classic football game each night. You can get our schedule on our Twitter page at Bulls Unlimited. Thanks for listening to Bulls Beat. I'm Derek Sharp.